0: Welcome to the World Cup 2022 podcast. This is your co-host, Owen. And this is your co-host, Josh. So before we dive into the matches from today, let's take a minute or two to talk through the Cristiano Ronaldo club exit and what that means at this tournament. So Ronaldo and Messi and Neymar are the most recognizable names in the sport. And we're witnessing what is likely the last tournament for all of them. Ronaldo has the most decorated club career of probably any player ever. Here are just a few of the statistics. He's got 701 goals at club level in 951 games. He's got 135 goals at the international level for Portugal in 225 international games. He's won five Balloon Doors. Balloon Doors are essentially the uh, league MVP. Equivalent for the NFL, except that you're competing against every player in the world, uh, in every major league, every league in the world. Uh, he has a total of 32 senior trophies. That includes five Champions League victories. Uh, Champions League is the top echelon of all of the top clubs across Europe. So the top three, four, five teams from each of those leagues compete in the Champions League. And he has won a league trophy in three of the five major European leagues for a total of seven league titles. He's he's won a league title in Italy, Spain, and England. So for the sake of comparison, let's talk about Tom Brady. So that's a a player that all of the American listeners will be very familiar with. Uh, So Tom Brady has 665 TDs, seven Super Bowls, and three NFL MVPs. Ronaldo has... 836 career goals, five Champions League titles, seven league titles, one Euro title at the international level, and five balloon doors. That doesn't even include player of the tournament for domestic leagues, which he also has several dozen of. So why are we talking about Ronaldo right now? Uh, He had his club contract with Manchester United terminated today after he came out and publicly criticized the coach of leadership. Uh, ironically, and maybe of note here, is that the Glazer family owns both the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and Manchester United. Uh, And so up until today, both Tom Brady and Cristiano Ronaldo were getting their paychecks from the same family. Uh, I think ultimately this is a good thing for Man United. And I think that it'll be good for Portugal in this tournament. If this was hanging out over every one of these players' heads, the Portugal team would constantly be asked by all of the media, have you heard anything about Ronaldo's contract? So hopefully this will put a lot of that to bed. Uh, unfortunately for Ronaldo, he will now be looking for a job while he's playing out this tournament for Portugal. Uh, so it could create some personal issues for him. Uh, so we'll wait and see when Portugal play their first games. Uh, on So it, we'll, we'll see. We'll see. It could create some issues for him. It could be something that that is kind of a non-issue. So I don't know if you have any opinions on the Ronaldo stuff, Josh, but um, I'm done with my monologue now.
1: Yeah, Christiana must be thankful he's leaving the worst club in the world.
0: <laughs> that, my friend, is something that we can agree on. So, uh, yeah, I'm good with that. So, a couple of games today that were uh, interesting, a couple that were boring. But the big one, of course, the 4 a.m. kickoff. And, and I promise that I'll never say this again because, uh, you know, knock on wood somewhere. I said yesterday, for those of you that will be up at 5 a.m., which is none of us, Lo and behold, one of my five-year-olds knocks on my door at 4 a.m. on the nose. Daddy, I just threw up in my bed. Oh, man. Of course, this is my luck, right? So, anyway, I didn't get a ton of chance to sleep after that, but did catch a little bit of that Saudi Arabia-Argentina game at 4 a.m. Central, which was super fun. Uh, I think this was definitely the shocker of the day. I had them winning 3-0 yesterday in our predictions. Uh, they lost two one to Saudi Arabia. Um, you know, Argentina really beat themselves. That, that's what it comes down to in yeah. my mind anyway. I mean, they had seventy percent of the possession, fifteen shots, six on target to Saudi Arabia's three shots, two on target. both went in the goal
1: yeah, i I was able to watch it uh, later on in the morning, not not live, but I mean, the entire first half it it just seemed like, Argentina was not timing runs at all. Um, so many offsides calls. I want to say seven in the first half and several of them, the balls in the back of the net, but they were not timed well. And I think they, I think they squandered some chances where uh, a little more maybe team chemistry, a little more timing. I don't know what it was, but uh, yeah, that, that definitely came back to bite them.
0: Which is surprising because in qualifying, you know, they they, they did a, a clean sweep of Brazil, if I'm not mistaken. They were top of that group and were just dominant in qualifying. So this team has played a lot together and they've been very successful in recent memory, even after their Copa America victory, the first major trophy that Messi got. So they definitely beat themselves today. I think that they are probably the one exception to the rule this year that still has a pretty good chance of getting out of that group. Um, you know, all they need is to is to actually be a little more clinical. All their stats line up with uh, the stats of a winning team, so it's just a matter of, mm-hmm. of finding that connection. So, Argentina's yeah. only goal well, let's came give, from uh, that penalty. So,
1: yeah, let's give credit to uh, Saudi Arabia, though their goals were special. They they, they were good. Were that's where that's where it matters.
0: They were something else. Goal of the tournament already. I mean, in in that game, hopefully we'll see something better. But they were there were some pretty cool goals uh, scored by Saudi Arabia in that game. They only shot twice, and there you go.
1: <laughs> Bat in yeah. a
0: thousand. Bat in a thousand.
1: I will say, uh, uh, I think a lot of the, I think a lot of the penalties given up so far have basically been like rugby tackles. I don't know what defenders are trying to get away with this tournament, but there's been some pretty blatant, uh, blatant fouling, and I don't know if it's. Defenders struggling to keep up with some like huge names, and they feel like they have to use their hands a lot, or mm-hmm. or they think things are gonna you know be allowed to play or what. But it's not making much sense. Some of the some of the fouls that we're seeing.
0: Mm-mm. No, you're absolutely right. Another one in this next game, or or not the next game we're going to talk about, but the Mexico Poland game was another just just terrible foul, really bad.
1: Oh yeah, real bad. Uh, so
0: Denmark Tunisia was the next game today. Uh, I I said yesterday Tunisia has got some fun talent. Uh, they they were gritty today too, though. I thought that was something that was that was a little bit uh, maybe unexpected. Uh, Saudi Arabia had some balls fall their way, and they they played with a lot of desire. But I just felt Tunisia was gritty. It was a good word to describe them. Uh, we both had Denmark winning this game. Uh, Denmark again, the stat line for Denmark was was dominant. Sixty two percent of the possession. Uh, I think that the biggest thing for both these teams, because they both had chances, was that they both just lack a clinical finisher. I think that the goals, especially for Denmark, are going to have to come from midfield. Uh, and I think uh, that that Tunisia could probably sneak a few goals off of set pieces, but they just lack that clinical striker that, that can finish something from open play. So nil-nil on that one.
1: Yep. I only caught the end of that and kind of glad it was the... The one I missed most of, because kind of boring.
0: <clears throat> yeah. It was not as boring as Mexico-Poland.
1: Which was still pretty boring. <laughs> so I oh, would I'm like off. to formally apologize to oh. everyone who I said uh, should watch the game.
0: Josh, you let everybody was, in the world down. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I was expecting a close game, which it was. But I was not expecting a close and uneventful game. Though, we did got to get to see an example of how not to take a penalty kick.
0: Yes, we did. We did. Not a good penalty. Now, it was a good save. He guessed right. And, you know, keepers get a lot of credit and a lot of flack when it comes to penalties. I think, ultimately, they're they're rarely to blame. Uh, they They pick a side and they go. And this time, if you're a good penalty taker, it doesn't matter if the keeper picks the right side. You should bury it. That's what we had yesterday in the U.S.-Wales game. Gareth Bale just rocketed that thing home. And even though the U.S. keeper picked the right side and got fingers on it, it didn't matter. Uh, and Lewandowski, it should have been the same case here. And one of the best goal scorers, probably the best goal scorer of, of the last 10 years, uh, could not finish. So it yeah, was mostly a snooze
1: Yep. As soon as the goalie guessed correctly, uh, it was an easy save for him. So yeah. the disappointing yeah. finish.
0: Yeah. The, uh, you know, Poland, I think gave Mexico a little bit too much respect in this game. They came out thinking, you know, we're, Oh gosh, we're 10, 10 ranks below them in the FIFA world rankings or whatever the number is. And I just, I felt like Poland has enough attacking talent that they should have made it a little bit more expansive uh, and not just allowed Mexico to dominate the possession and, and kind of push in when they've got one of the best strikers in the world up front. I will say, I thought Mexico, really, their only major creative outlet was uh, Chucky Lozano. We talked about him yesterday, too. Uh, had a great game. Uh, but again, he's playing out wide, so he's going to have to go through two or three guys to, to even get a shot off. And there was nobody in there that was, that was ready to finish for him. So, yeah, pretty boring game. If it's on your DVR, just go ahead and delete it. Uh, you've heard enough about it now.
1: Yep, yeah. and I have to admit that up until today, I had kind of forgotten that Chesney still played professional football. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, he's getting don't, up there. Don't really like that guy. Yeah, no. he's a little old, but... Uh, and also, very kind of touchable face, if kind you ask me.
0: He's, he's kind of a tool. Uh, so, just to recap, I was off on every single prediction. So, uh, please know, going forward, that I am an exceptional analyst, and usually guess right. Uh, the, the proof is in the pudding. <laughs> So tomorrow we have much better. Whoa,
1: games, whoa, 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 whoa! whoa. We
0: didn't even oh, talk oh, about oh, the oh, final oh, game. Oh, oh, the only good one. You're right. You're right. I'm. i, I, I <laughs> The just, one that. I'm trying... <laughs> it, I don't want to talk about it, and I just—it's the only one that was good today. But I still just don't want to talk about it because I really I love my soccer ruse, and I feel like mm-hmm. Australia—they just. They, they brought me up, and then they crushed my heart. Uh, Australia, you know, opened the scoring in this game, which was the shocker, 23rd minute, I uh-huh. think. Uh, so they opened it up, 1-0. Everybody is cheering for, for you know, the socceroos. Let's go, Australia. Uh, but ultimately, France is just too good. And uh, we talked about this yesterday. I'm happy to talk about where I still think some of the weaknesses are in that France squad. I think they're still young, ultimately, this was like a professional team playing a high school team as far as the talent's concerned. So <laughs> it's just way too much to overcome.
1: Yeah, we, we thought maybe they weren't going to show up, and they showed up. And I was trying to save room for some Thanksgiving food, but I guess I'll be eating words instead. So.
0: <laughs> yeah, they were a little bit wasteful. So they had 23 shots, and only seven of those were on goal and only four of those went in. If you give me the however, England front three, yes, however, they still won 4-1. <laughs> but if you give me the England front three in that game, it's it's 7-1 to one instead. And so I think that's maybe the difference for for France right now. Olivier Giroud, fantastic. He's not as clinical as Benzema. He's not going to be as much of a connector, although he almost scored what would have actually been the goal of the tournament with an incredible scissor
1: kick. That bike. Yeah. Oh was, my
0: goodness! Just
1: that was close. It,
0: it needed to be a foot to the right, and it would have been absolutely fantastic. So, um, you probably know who we're talking about. He's the most handsome man on the field. So that's uh, Olivier Giroud, the forward for France. All right, done with today. It was a terrible day, most for the most part. Really, the only good game was France Australia, and Australia. Uh, I I'm not going to say Australia let me down, but uh, maybe France France ruined my day. So. All right, so tomorrow's games. I'm going to get more excited about these because they're better. All of the games are better. There is a major powerhouse, a perennial contender that is in each one of these games. And all of them have a little bit of, with the exception of maybe Spain, Costa Rica. I don't think that one will be close. But all the rest of them have some pretty solid upset material. And Mm -hmm. so pretty excited to see how some of those uh, play out. So the first game is Morocco, Croatia. Uh, And so this is Group F. So we have both games for Group F, both games for Group B tomorrow. Uh, Group F includes Belgium, who's ranked number one in the world. Uh, Croatia, who's playing in that first match. They were last World Cup's runner-ups. They were beaten in the final by France. Then you have the undefeated and qualifying Canadians who have not been to a major tournament in a very long time, but absolutely bossed the qualifying period. And then you have Switzerland, who is at least in the last couple of years, kind of the king of upsets. I mean, they the, their last win before this tournament in warm-up play during the fall came against this Spain team, uh, and they knocked France out of the last euros. So they just have upset written all over them huge fan of their defense. Obviously, Fabian chairs is, uh, is a Newcastle legend, uh, but Granite Jacket, who plays for Arsenal at club level, is having the, the time of his life right now, so uh, you've got some, some players that are in pretty rich form right now for Switzerland, too. So this is a really scary group. I think this is probably the strongest group that's out there. Uh, so, Morocco, Croatia, I think
1: uh,
0: Yeah. I think the, um, oh, sorry. No, I, I swapped Switzerland in there and Spain. Oh, whoops. No, 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 no. Yeah, Morocco and Spain are swapped are there. So, so I think Croatia and Morocco are both decent teams. Croatia, obviously, runner-up to the last tournament. I've got this game going 2-2. Too, too. I think Croatia, they just have so much heart. You love the way they play. But this game is still centered around Luka Modric, who who runs the field. Uh, and then Perisic, who's kind of the creative outlet on the wing. It, the problem is that they're both four years older than they were last time they did this. And they weren't spring chickens at that point. So um, I like Croatia in this game, but this Morocco team's really fun. And they've got some younger players that are, that are really solid flair players. People like Hakim Ziyech, who plays for Chelsea uh they're they're out in their main striker is bufal and he's made his rounds around the premier league but he plays in in the french league one right now uh, and so they have some players that are just really fun to watch kind of in that same uh algerian kind of north african uh, kind of flair players that have a little bit of the african flair and a little bit of the french flair they're really they're kind of fun to to watch what do you have on that game josh morocco and croatia
1: yeah, so I'll admit that I don't know as much about the Moroccan team. Um, I picked 2-0 Croatia, but that's based largely on kind of name recognition. So I'm not, I'm not putting too much stock into that, but picked a 2-0 win for Croatia.
0: Cool. So then we move into Group E. The next two games tomorrow are Group E. So you start with Group F and you close with Group F. Group E is sandwiched mm-hmm. in the middle. Uh, this is another tough group, so it's got Spain, Germany, Japan, Costa Rica. Uh, I think the obvious favorites are going to be Spain and Germany, but I do think that if Japan gets up some gets some points tomorrow, that they have a really good shot of going through. They're a really feisty team. Uh, they're they're one of those teams that has been ascending, similar to South Korea, ever since they hosted that World Cup. It's really fascinating to watch that kind of stuff. You know, you see a big soccer event come to a country, and then. The generation later, 20, 25 years later, you've got these players that are, you know, world-class players that, that are coming out of those countries. So that's the case with Japan and South Korea. And I, I like Japan. I think they're a good team. They've, they've put some Premier League talent, Bundesliga talent in rec- recent years. And so I just, I think it's possible that they could get something out of this game. Germany's terrifying. They always are. You know, it, it, Thomas Müller is great. He's a big name. He scored a lot of goals. He's also aging. We've seen that the the older, the aging stars of, of yesteryear's tournaments have not really shown up big in this tournament yet. Uh, so we'll see if Thomas Muller can kind of buck that trend. They have other creative outlets. They're a little bit younger, kind of late 20s in in Serge Nagbri and uh, Leroy Sané. Uh, those those guys are both, or Gnabri or Na- Na- Nagabri, however you say that. Uh, both Bayern Munich guys along with Thomas Müller. So the nice thing about the German team, you always find this, they have a ton of guys that all play on the same club team. So the chemistry is never an issue. They just kind of pick up what they are already doing all year round and then they go play for Germany. Uh, And so that's the part that's really always the most dangerous about Germany. There's definitely individual talent, but, uh, but, you know, they've just got so much chemistry that exists there. So I've got Germany winning this one, two, one.
1: Yeah. And I'll say that I love watching Thomas Mueller play. I think it's partly because you look at him and you're like, "How's that guy an athlete uh, he's He's a little like lanky, a little awkward, but uh, always seems to be in the right place at the right time and and scores goals and and gets assists and uh, and I'm a big fan of players that get tons of assists, and he gets tons of them, which he plays for Bayern. So he's got, you know, pass it to someone, and they're very likely to take the ball and score. Um, mm-hmm. But, yeah, he's uh, he's super fun to watch. So I actually picked for this group, I, don't, I guess you'd call all these upsets, I picked the both of these games to be 1-1 draws. So Germany, Japan, and... Spain, Costa Rica, 1-1 draws. That was my, that's my prediction.
0: Wow, so Costa Rica's been a huge thorn in the side for the U.S. in recent years. They always seem to get some kind of a result from us, including beating us uh, on home soil. (laughs) I think they were actually the last team that we played in qualifying for the previous World Cup and and ended up kind of not being necessarily a deciding match, but kind of the one that, that started the process of us missing out on the last tournament. So Costa Rica is not a bad team. I think that Spain's just too much for them. Spain on paper is so incredibly good. Uh, And maybe I sound like a broken record here. I think the one kind of knock on them is that uh, they don't have a clinical center forward. Uh, Murata is just not. He's been kind of a journeyman and he's had mixed success at different clubs, Um, but he's just not consistent enough for me. He's not that guy that's going to go out and score 10 goals in this tournament. He might score two. That being said, they have incredibly talented players in midfield and on the wings that can make up for that. So his job might just be to you know, receive the ball, hold it up, and pass it off to people that, that have more speed or more creativity and, and more clinical finishing. The other knock that maybe I could give to Spain, but again, I think this is just kind of grasping at straws. They're, they have they're three starting central midfielders, Pedri, Rodri, and Xavi. It's very interesting. Um, 18, 19, and 26. So Rodri is the kind of the veteran of the group. He's a full-time starter for Man City, arguably the best talent, most talented team in the world right now. Uh, hopefully he can galvanize them, but he usually relies on somebody else like a Kevin De Bruyne to kind of play that role. So uh, Pedro and Rodri are so, so young, incredibly talented. They're already playing for Barcelona. They're just, they're, they're very, very good players. And so I, I think that, there's, it's just, it's, you're, I'm, crit- I'm trying to find something to criticize here. I, I have Spain winning this game 3-0, so I don't think it's going to be close. Um, I think that they're going to show up big time. Also, their central defenders. I mean, they've got Americ Laporte and Pau Torres. Those are <laughs> <laughs> probably two of the top 10 central defenders in the world. It's ridiculous. So uh, they are, on paper, extraordinarily talented. No doubt. All right. So the final game of the day. And this is the one I am most excited about because and this is actually my upset pick too, is Belgium and Canada, another CONCACAF team. So our North American, our neighbors to the actual North. Uh, and this is my upset of the day. I like Canada a lot. And I, I think it's, I think it's a stretch to call them underrated at this point because they were undefeated in world cup qualifying, but they're young. They have a lot of energy. They have two very, very well-known exceptional players in Europe uh, in Alfonso Davies, who's a little bit of an injury dad, I think. Uh, and then Jonathan David, who's a striker, plays in, in France. If he shows up big in this tournament, he might just earn himself uh, a big money transfer to, to somebody like Newcastle, you know, top team in Europe. Uh, so we'll we'll see how he performs in this tournament. And I also think this this golden generation uh, for, for Belgium, which it's been called for a long time because they have very, very talented players that are all around that kind of late 20s, early 30s mark. You could actually, Josh, and this is, I was kind of thinking about this earlier. You could probably turn this into a drinking game if you wanted to during that Canada-Belgium game. Uh, every time you hear Golden Generation, mm-hmm. you you, you take, a, take a sip of something because you're going to hear it way too much. It's going to be like watching uh, Ryan Fitzpatrick and playing a Harvard drinking game. It's the same kind of thing. If you ever watch the game with Ryan Fitzpatrick quarterbacking anybody, it's, oh, yeah, it's hard to blow. You could tell he went to Harvard. What a great pass that was. What does that have to do with anything? So I think you're going to see a little bit of that. American commentators especially love to grab those little sound bites and throw them in. So that'll be a fun one. I do think that this is a descending golden generation. So uh, I, I, I like Canada here. I think they could they could pull the upset here. Belgium is ranked number one in the world right now. So it's not going to be easy, uh, and ultimately, Kevin De Bruyne can can uh, from central midfield, central attacking midfield is probably where he'll play in this game. He can take over a game anytime he wants to. Uh, I th- I think in order for Belgium to be successful, though, he's going to have to take over every game. So
1: yeah, we will see. I uh, yeah, I went the the opposite direction on this one, uh, trying to keep it interesting. I picked a four one win for Belgium. So. Oof yeah <laughs> we'll Oof. see um yeah i uh i didn't want i didn't want us both looking like idiots uh when the predictions come out <laughs> after <laughs> or when, they, when well, we find this out may, results we're, we're so. bound to
0: be a little bit more right than we were yesterday right so that's encouraging.
1: yeah absolutely so i i i, I put down the belgium canada game as the game to watch if you can only watch one so yep. it should it, be fun i think fun. it's
0: going to be the best one tomorrow All right, so one last thing that is worth keeping tabs on before we sign off tonight is uh, Harry Kane uh, for England, their center forward, their captain. uh, He actually underwent some additional testing today on an ankle that he hurt during England's opener. And why this is so significant is that he's probably one of the most creative center forwards in the world, one of the best finishers in the world. He's exceptional at everything that he does. And the next game is except, except He's pretty forget. bad at speaking <laughs> pretty bad at speaking um but the next game that england has is the united states so if harry kane's not in that game uh, that's a big deal that's a big deal mm-hmm. that really kind of that helps us out a ton uh, you, you don't want to win because somebody's injured but dang that's an important injury if, if that's the case for england i think the one thing to keep an eye on is that uh so, current Newcastle legend Callum Wilson, who's the the second striker for England, in a in a different story was was shared with media that he's training separately from the team and very lightly.
1: Hmm.
0: And so England claims that it's unrelated. I don't buy that. I think that what they're doing is they're intentionally holding Callum out because they know that Callum Wilson has a significant injury, his, injury history. He's injured a lot. Uh, and so they don't want to risk his string cheese hamstrings uh, in practice because they're not sure if Kane can go. So that's the thing that I would keep an eye on is that if they continue to put Callum Wilson in bubble wrap and he's still in bubble wrap on Thursday, that I would expect Harry to be on the bench or maybe even miss out on the game entirely.
1: Yeah, so that's we'll a keep a close eye on that.
0: That's that's a big one for U.S. fans to watch. So,
1: All right. Yeah. Hey, Owen. I wanted to ask you about something. So Thanksgiving Day, there's a big game. It's uh, Uruguay versus South Korea, which is a rematch of a uh, 2010 World Cup round of 16 game, which yours mm. truly had the pleasure of attending live. So oh, I, uh, I'm excited oh, for man. that.
0: That was oh, Diego Forlán days.
1: Yeah, and Luis Suarez handball and. Right off the goal line, uh, yeah. not this game, but uh, well, the game following. Anyway, Suarez scored some filthy goals in that game, which was fun uh, to watch too. Have you, uh, have you ever made it out to a World Cup game?
0: I never have. I never have. Man, and it's a shame. That one was in South Africa. That was the closest I've ever been. Um, I, I mean, I guess the U.S. and in '94 was probably closer, but uh, yeah was not didn't go to a game at that point because i was six so a little bit harder but yeah i we will definitely be attending matches when it's when it's here in four years um so yeah yeah,
1: i'm looking forward to 2026 in 2010 i got to see suarez score those two goals they won uruguay won 2-1 in that game it was a great game i got to see uh I got to see Portugal and Cristiano Ronaldo uh, play on a 0-0 draw against Côte d'Ivoire, the Ivory Coast, back when oh, they, they were had so a good. ton of good players. Yeah. Oh, Michael Essien. Was,
0: I've talked to you at ad nauseum about Michael Essien, one of my favorite midfielders of all time. Mm.
1: Yeah, they had okay. they had a phenomenal squad, but it was a 0-0 game. The most exciting thing that happened is Ronaldo shot from like 35, 40 yards out and hit the post, <laughs> and... If you get on youtube and are like goals that almost almost were amazing that one is always a highlight that they show
0: so i, I have and, two world cup uh, memories that are that are burned into my mind one was the accident i told you about last time and the other one is <laughs> when the u.s in south korea were playing germany in the quarterfinals and freaking uh who was it was it burr no yeah it was Burrhalter, U.S. coach took the shot that was handballed off the line by a German defender for the draw. And we did not go through. Isn't that wild? Brutal. I just, I remember so seeing it play over and over again. It just, it hurts my heart to this day. So hopefully happier memories from this tournament.
1: Yeah. Hopefully the only other game I saw while I was down there was, uh, a Serbian upset of Germany in the group stages, Germany, mm. Germany still made it through the group stages, but they lost to Serbia that day.
0: Serbia could upset anybody this year. They are mean. They are a mean group of players. They are like yeah, I've, the, the Steelers of the '80s. I mean, they're just they're all jerks, and I wouldn't want to play any of them. So yeah, Serbia yeah is a fun. I've player. got him as my a Thursday.
1: Got him as my dark horse candidate. So let's hope. Uh, let's hope for all our sakes that uh they do well
0: let's hope that mitrovich punches somebody that's really what we all want (laughs) (laughs) yes for real all righty well thank you all for listening josh thanks for joining me tonight appreciate you uh hopping on talking through the games and talking through tomorrow's games Uh, this has been the world cup 2022 podcast your hosts owen and josh brought to you sponsored by homekeeper inc simplifying home maintenance for busy homeowners
1: yeah. Cheers, everyone. And don't forget our other sponsor, Bullfrog Home Services, where we, we we clean that Airbnb down the road. And if you need an Airbnb cleaned, well, just reach out to us.
0: Holler at Josh or Schedule to Homekeeper. <laughs> all right. Thank you. See you all.
1: Good night.